we have the opportunity and the privilege to celebrate together the ordinance of baptism. Each one of these individuals that is going to be baptized has, has publicly received the good news of Jesus Christ into their lives. And they are going to share with us uh, the testimony or their story of, uh, of their journey in Christ. And I did say that this is a celebration. That means that, that clapping is encouraged and even a hoot and a holler and whatever you want to throw up here uh, is all approved. This is Andrea Fassi, and she's going to share her testimony. Good morning. Um, about a year and a half ago, our church was beginning a study in Hebrews about journeys of faith. Um, at the time, because of circumstances in my life, the last thing I had wanted to do was go on a journey with God. I felt lost, angry, hurt, abandoned, had expectations for how I wanted my life to go. Um, and he just, I felt like he just hadn't delivered. Um, little did I know that God would use these circumstances to completely change my heart and bring himself glory. The study of Hebrews was a vital reminder for me that Jesus' story was my story. Um, everything I needed to know about my journey can be seen in his, that it's okay to struggle to obey, yet on this journey, decisions of faith are required over and over again. At every turn, God has given me courage to once again follow him. By God's grace, each decision of faith has given me a deeper trust in and love for him. I had gotten so wrapped up in the circumstances of my life, I had forgotten I had found someone worth losing everything for. This type of faith, as described by Paul in Philippians, is radical. Treasuring Christ above everything else this world has to offer, trusting Christ to provide everything I could ever need, pursuing God with an obsessive passion and looking forward to the prize of his praise, the completion of my salvation, a life that counts for the glory of God. Lately, I feel more than ever that God has been keeping these thoughts at the forefront of my mind. I have one life and one shot to make it count for him. This next journey that God is taking me on is full of uncertainty. It will take me away from my family and my home, but I wouldn't miss it for anything. I pray that each and every step will be for his glory. Andrea, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Katherine Thompson, and she's going to share it with us. I was born in a Christian home where my parents taught me about the Bible and faithfully brought me to church. I became a Christian at the age of five at a friend's five-day club in their backyard. All through my elementary years, I went to church and read the Bible sometimes. When I started fifth grade is when I started to get real about my faith. I decided to read through the Bible. For Lent that year, I would get up a half an hour earlier and read my Bible. In sixth grade, I started taking notes and paying attention to the sermons preached here. When I was in eighth grade, Byron, our middle school teacher, taught on baptism. After his teaching, I felt God telling me that I should be baptized, but I didn't at the time for fear of being up here. This past January, I noticed in the bulletin that there were going to be Easter baptisms. Again, I felt God telling me to get baptized. That same Sunday night in United, Aaron, our high school pastor, taught on baptism. This was the third time I felt God telling me to be baptized. I'm a freshman in high school, and a verse that has helped me through my first semester and also getting up here to be baptized is Isaiah 41, Ted, which says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Catherine, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus and him alone? Yes. 
Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. Thank you. This is Adam Beckett, and he's going to share his testimony. Good morning, Calvary Church. My name is Adam Beckett. I come from a great family with great parents that love, respect, honor, fear, and most importantly, know who Jesus Christ is. Mom, Dad, I love you. I don't know where I'd be without you guys. I, on the other hand, did not know this Jesus I knew that there was a God. I knew that there was a creator of the universe. But I did not understand. I did not comprehend. I did not know this Jesus that everybody else loved so deeply, but when I saw it, my heart yearned for it. Sin will kill you if you do not kill it. One day, a friend of mine came up to me and quoted Matthew 5.30. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. After I heard the powerful word of God, it cut my heart. Jesus, instead of knocking soft and gently, kicked the door down. He attacked, ambushed, pursued, chastened, ran to my rescue. He came into my life to save me from myself. I encountered the relentless, undefeated living God. He hugged me. He saved me. I could no longer live the life I was living. My life had to change. I couldn't stop thinking about him. I couldn't stop talking about him. I started diving into the world of God instead of the world. It was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus everywhere. Jesus Christ changed my life. The only reason why I'm here today in front of all of you is because Jesus, my king, commands me to get publicly baptized. I'm fearful of public speaking, but I love Jesus more than my fears. Whatever he commands me to do, I want to do it for my king and for my Jesus. Not knowing Jesus to knowing Jesus is an amazing experience. It's life-changing. My question for you is, do you know this Jesus? Adam, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, absolutely. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus and him alone? Yes. Now, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Chris Vandenberg, and she's going to share her testimony with us. Good morning, and happy Easter. I started attending Calvary many years ago on Saturday nights, way back when Josh was preaching and Andy was just a young guy starting out as worship leader. Having never attended church on a regular basis, I truly enjoyed learning from Josh's sermons and started feeling at home at Calvary. Still, at that time, I would never have imagined I would be right here, right now, preparing to be baptized. As time went by, my husband and I transitioned from Saturday night church to Sunday morning church and from sitting in the way, way back to slowly, pew by pew, moving up to right about here. <laughs> from being attendees only to even being part of a great community group with the most amazing people. I often felt and heard God prompting me to be baptized. I resisted mostly because anything resembling public speaking terrifies me, and private baptism just wasn't an option. I successfully ignored, made excuse, excuses, and tried to bargain whenever I would feel God tugging at my heart to be baptized. And then our, surge on, our sur series on the courage to obey started. Do you remember Pastor Jim's first sermon in that series? The one where he asked us what our assignment was. He wanted us on that day to commit to doing whatever it was. Finally, I had to admit to myself and to God that I heard him and I knew what my assignment was. With continued prompting to obey throughout the series and with the encouragement of my husband and community group, I am up here and I'm going to be baptized. It is never too late and you are never too old to find the courage to obey. My sister-in-law 
suggested this verse for today for me. Psalm 73, verse 23. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. Chris, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus and him alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Ashley Burge, and she's going to share a word of testimony. Growing up, I didn't have a relationship with God. To be honest, I couldn't have told you who God was. I grew up and have lived my entire life in Utah, where the main religion is Mormon. Not being raised in a religious family, I was looked down on, judged, told I couldn't play with certain friends, and left feeling lost and clueless with my beliefs. Being an athlete, I was taught to be strong, fearless, and bold. I played soccer my entire life and found myself getting caught up into bad things with bad people and quit mid-season of my junior year. I wasn't strong. My parents divorced, and I felt lost and at fault. I started playing rugby and instantly had so much ambition to be great. I had never felt so happy, but at the same time knew something was still missing. This past summer, I was scrolling through social media when I came across the Olympic speed trainer from San Diego, Les. I sent him a message asking him for some drills, not expecting a response, and the next thing I knew, I was in my car to chase my dream of being on the Olympic rugby team. While I was there, the greatest thing in my entire life happened. He talked to me about God. He told me he changed, he told me the changes God made in his life and the second chances he was given. He told me how God is always there. He explained to me how God spoke to him and told him that I needed to go to I needed to go to San Diego so he could tell me about the Lord. That night after listening to him speak, I prayed for the first time in my entire life. I didn't know what I was doing or who I was talking to, but I felt support. I felt bold. Since that day, I've built a very strong relationship with God. I've read about the Bible, and I pray to learn and understand. I moved to Michigan to go to school and to play rugby, and then started coming here to church. Every Sunday, God has given me the strength to come here by myself, which was originally my biggest fear. I've never felt alone or like I didn't have support. I'm so thankful for my Savior and hope to be a messenger to my family and my friends like Les was to me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Ashley, have you placed your faith and trust in Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised again to new life. This is Craig Witcher, and he has a testimony to share. Good morning and Easter blessings to each of you. My name's Craig Witcher, and I'm very excited to share my testimony with you. If you'd met me six years ago, you would have encountered a man you would likely have said was leading a very successful life. I had a beautiful wife, a beautiful family, and a wonderful home. At work, I had a position of power and influence. I look forward to retirement in the not-too-distant future, where I could rest from my years of chasing the American dream. But you would have been wrong. I was a poser, covering up my fears, insecurities, weaknesses, and shame with a brittle veneer of worldly accomplishments. My life was very much out of balance. With myself being my priority, I was not attending to the primary responsibilities of God and family. Pride and self-interest made me vulnerable to sins that hurt my family deeply. Moreover, even as I pursued my own interests first, I was never satisfied. On the contrary, I was always hobbled by anxiety and worry. But early in 2011, God, in his infinite mercy, began to open my eyes to who he really is. He revealed himself in powerful ways, ways that even a doubter like me could not question. 
I finally understood that God is closely present with us in all moments, not looking down on us from a vast distance. I finally understood the truth of Scripture as I saw God doing amazing and powerful things in accordance with scriptural teachings and promises. I finally understood that we could hear his voice if we would just listen and believe. As I began to really focus on Jesus in a serious way, I finally began to understand his love, his sacrifice, and his forgiveness. During these early months of my faith awakening, God gave me new desires and revealed new directions for my life. I began to experience hope for a life that was truly meaningful, one focus on trying to serve him. While I wish that I could say that I smoothly transitioned from my old life to my new one, that has not been the case. The pain from the wounds I caused still persists today, and deep divisions in my family remain. These are the regrets of my life, and my remorse and sorrow because of them are enormous. It's a testament to the characters of each of my family members that they can show me the love that they do. I praise God because he has freed me from the chains of some major weaknesses and is using this time of separation to attend to other difficult aspects of my character, especially in the areas of humility, gentleness, patience, and dependence on him. What were once stumbling blocks are now being transformed into stepping stones through his strength and his grace. I can't tell you how my story will end. I just know that it will end well. We worship a God of redemption and restoration, and in him I place my hope. Both scripture and my life experiences, experiences tell me that my hope is well-founded. Despite being in the midst of difficult circumstances, I have joy and peace because at last I know that I am a child of God. My identity is in Christ alone, not in the things of this world. As I continue to seek and submit to him, he blesses me richly with a more softened heart, a less selfish love for my family and friends, uplifting relationships with godly friends and mentors, and opportunities for more meaningful work. His power gives me strength I could not have on my own, and his spirit makes me someone I could not otherwise be. I'm terribly humbled by the sacrifice Christ suffered for me, an unworthy, unworthy sinner, a disobedient son. Because of who Jesus is and what he has done, I love him and will follow him all of my days. In 2011, the Lord directed me to Romans chapter 12 to provide a guide for my new life. One of my favorite verses from this chapter is Romans 12:12: Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Craig, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes, I do. Because you have, my brother, it is my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness to death, raised again to new life. This is Kaylee Enders, and she's going to share something as well. Good morning. I accepted Jesus at a young age, and God has given me the courage to get baptized today. I would now like to share a Bible verse that means a lot to me. Hebrews 11, verse 1, which reads, Faith means being sure of things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Amen. Kaylee, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, it is my privilege, my sister, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness to death, raised again to new life. This is Gracie Putnam, and she has a testimony to share with us as well. My 
name is Gracie Putnam. I just turned nine, and I am in third grade. I asked Jesus into my heart on November 7, 2012, when I was five years old. One of the verses that Pastor Joel was talking about at, at Kids in Action spoke to me in my heart. I said a prayer to have Jesus in my life and asked him into my heart right then. In the car on the way home from Kids in Action, my mom helped me understand that I am a sinner and I need to be saved. And then I, we said the prayer of salvation together. I am being baptized because I saw my parents get baptized. Also, God sent me a dream that I should get baptized too. My life is different because I asked Jesus into my heart. I feel the Holy Spirit more when I'm doing the things that God wants me to do, like singing in front of the congregation, putting my faith into action by telling my classmates at school about Jesus, and making things to cheer people up. If you ask Jesus into your heart, you are like his disciples, and you're supposed to go tell people about Jesus. Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Romans 6.23, sin separates us. 1 Corinthians 15.3, Jesus died, died and rose again for our sins. John 3.16, we can live forever with Jesus, our friend. This is how I've learned to put my faith into action. I hope if you have Jesus into your heart that you are telling people about Jesus too. Amen. Gracie, have you received the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you have, my sister. It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in likeness to death. Raised again to new life. And this is George Samra. Hi, my name is George. I came to know Christ as my Lord when I was five years old. On the weekend of Thanksgiving, I went to the main service and it was a communion Sunday. My dad asked the kids in the congregation to go home and ask our parents what communion meant to them. I went home and asked my dad. He said that communion is a celebration of faith. He said that to take communion, you have to become a Christian. I asked him about becoming a Christian. He said that in order to become a Christian, you have to pray and accept Jesus into your heart. I told him that I wanted to do it, and he taught me how to pray that prayer. But God had been saving me even before that. Before my, I was born, the doctors told my parents I had a serious kidney condition called bilateral hydronephrosis, which basically means that my kidneys weren't working right. My parents prayed for me earnestly, and through doctors on both sides of the ocean, I was healed. I also got a test of face on a missions trip to Guyana. I had some bad dreams the week of the trip. My dad and I got to go to Guyana, and it was awesome. We got to help people in the church and at the Bible Academy. I got to go to school and experience what it was like in a different country. My favorite verses are Philippians 4.13, which reads, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and Joshua 1.9, which reads, Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The people and my friends at Calvary have challenged me and taught me a lot of valuable, valuable lessons, as well as answered my various questions. You have let me be my sports-loving self and made church a great place to be a lot, to be in a lot of fun. I would also like to thank my parents for, for encouraging me on my journey. My sweet boy. Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness to his death, raised again to new life. This is Kendall Shamel, and she's going to share her testimony. Hello, I'm Kendall Shamel, and I'm currently a junior in high school. When I was younger, I was always told God was there. I never doubted him, but he never seemed close to me. This past year, that changed. Katie Jones, a good friend of mine, invited me to United, and I can't explain how grateful I am that she had the courage to do that. 
I've learned life does not stop when I need a break. There is no redo button if I royally screw up, and every choice that I make, there is a consequence that follows. What does God have to do with learning lessons? Just about everything. To be completely honest, I can't really explain how I felt before coming here, but it seemed like I was always in the dark. What made me know this was a time to be baptized? Well, Aaron talked about the exclusivity of God. Act 4, verse 12 states, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. After he said this, Do not leave this room unless you believe that God is your Savior. Please come talk to me if there is any doubt in your mind. If you know me, I'd say I'm kind of stubborn sometimes. So I left the room a little unsure, and I didn't feel worthy or good enough, which is completely wrong because Satan wanted me to think that. As I was driving home that night, something clicked, and when I got home, I declared Jesus as my Lord. Two weeks after I made my declaration, Aaron preached about baptism and made it clear to me that I was there for a reason, and this was not a coincidence. So here I am, where I'm supposed to be, declaring that Jesus is my Lord. Kendall, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Philip Zarnowski, and he's going to share as well. Good morning. Anger. That is what my whole life has been based on. Anger at the stupid disease that required me to have seven operations starting at age seven just so I could walk. That created a life with never a moment without something hurting, where every single step ever taken caused pain. Anger at facing adult things at an age where one should never have to face such things and never being able to talk to anybody about it. Anger at God for not listening to a small boy's prayers to take the pain, both physical and emotional, stop. As a young man, I walked away from the church, only returning for weddings and funerals. I grew harder, stubborn, and less willing to let emotions in. I was defiant. I was alone. But our God is a patient God. He knew that just like the bread at the Last Supper, I would have to be broken before I could be shared. And at the age of 53, break me, he did. He brought me to my knees, and I surrendered myself completely to him. That day, I truly had no idea what was happening to me, but the Holy Spirit was definitely moving me towards that very special evening when, he, when I asked Jesus to walk alongside me. Since that day, my entire life has changed. I started searching for a church, thinking I would like a small local church. <laughs> then it was suggested I try Calvary. I walked in the door, and before the service even started, I knew I was home. There isn't a Sunday that goes by that tears don't fall from my eyes, and this is from a man who forgot how to cry many, many years ago. I am drawn like a moth to the flame to the special needs ministry, and hope to soon find out how I can best serve them. I fight every day to change 53 years of thinking, but it is a battle I gladly fight because there is a calm in me that I have never known before. And it is there because I know that Jesus is there beside me with every step I take. A dear friend of mine, one of the very few who knows my entire story, once told me that God started nailing armor on me at a very early age. I don't know what God's plans are for me, but all I can say is, Jesus, I'm ready. Use me as you see fit. Philip, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, 
raised to new life in him. This is Ryan Hulls, and he's going to share his testimony. Hi, Dad. Um, but I was born and raised in a Christian family, went to church every day with them. When I was about five to six years old, I accepted God while I was, when uh, I ended up in a timeout. Um, so uh, it was uh, the next few years after that, I wasn't doing much with it. I was just acting normal, not really uh, going more and in deep into my faith. Um, I attend Sunday school, but I sometimes would even think that God didn't actually come to my heart. I would accept, uh, ask him to come in again multiple times. Um, then when I was about eight years old, my dad took me to church to get baptized. But when uh, people there started giving their testimonies, I ran out of the room crying um, and didn't want to go, go and get baptized. Um, but he ended up taking me home and didn't really think about getting baptized for a long time afterwards. Um, after that, I started to kind of move away from God and go more into the world and get distracted from him. Um, but that started to slowly change when I entered into seventh and eighth grade. So I met more Christians, started to get more interested in the Bible, Jesus, God, and the salvation that they presented. But it wasn't until I went into United, the high school ministry, that I really got interested and excited about God. On the first day of United, I was almost instantly welcomed into the family. After that, I felt more comfortable with God than I, what I have before. And I could freely go and feel like I could go talk to Aaron, David, or one of the other leaders about God. Because, um, because I was welcomed into the family, I started to really grow in faith. I went from being someone who didn't think much of his faith to someone who couldn't live without it. And this past year, I've grown exponentially. In January, when Aaron was doing a sermon about baptism, he said, what can stop us from being baptized? After he said that, I feel like, felt like God was asking me, what can stop you from getting baptized? And I answered, nothing. I then decided that God wanted me to get baptized and went right away to leap into the unknown and haven't had a second thought or regret about it. So I am here today in spite of all my fears, saying that I belong to God and will forever be with him. Ryan, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, it is my privilege because of your testimony of faith to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Barb Belting, and she is going to share. In our study guide for Lent, we were encouraged to reflect on God's faithfulness, and I have been doing that a lot during this baptism process. <clears throat> I was in ninth grade when I heard a clear gospel message and knew that I wanted, to, wanted a per personal relationship with a God that I had heard about from as early as I can remember. But even though I was in a Christian home and a Christian school during my teen and young adult years, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of support in how to grow as a Christian. You just were one. I think that because I wasn't reading my Bible and wasn't really involved with other serious Christians, I just got distracted. I floundered for more years than I care to mention, but God was always faithful to put people and situations in my life that taught me more about what it was to know Jesus and have him as Lord of my life. So why am I just now getting baptized? Well, for one thing, I never went to a church that did adult baptism. And for much of the nine years that I have been here at Calvary, I have just been scared and putting it off. Besides, I knew that God knew that I was a believer. The truth is, I needed a push, and God has provided many. The ultimate one was from my youngest daughter. You see, a little over two years ago, we asked the elders to pray with us for her. She had not been walking with the Lord, 
Actually, she wanted nothing to do with him. She became severely depressed and ended up in a hospital. In the last two years, she has become, a, become attending Calvary, gotten involved, taken membership classes, and just a short time ago told me she wanted to be baptized, and it was her idea that we do it together on Easter. So today is my demonstration of thanksgiving, of worship, and dedication. And truthfully, truthfully I have never had a greater desire to follow my Lord and Savior. He has done so much for me. My verse today is from Jeremiah 33:11. Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever, because I do not fight these battles, God does. Barb, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? I do, yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. And this is Michelle Belting. From a very young age, I was given two very strong worldly desires in my life. One, to have order, control, and a direction. Two, to be truly loved by others. As you can imagine, these were a terrible combination. Even though I had grown up in the church, knew all the right answers, and followed the rules, I couldn't escape those two desires deep within me. Unfortunately, People are messy, and life is chaotic. I pushed away truth and tried to find control and love in a world that's broken. So instead, I ended up curled up on the shower floor with an empty bottle of pills in my hand. My life was an out-of-control mess, and I felt rejected by the close friends I loved and trusted completely. I had given up. Even after that incident, I resented God and tried to deny his presence. But God is patient and kept quietly creeping back into my life in small ways. I couldn't escape or deny his presence. So finally, I relented, giving myself and my control to God. I finally felt rest. I found peace in a God that loves me more than I could imagine and has everything in control so I don't have to. All I needed to do was trust God, who is worth trusting, instead of myself and others. Psalm 62 through 4. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter to me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. So I am here today to be baptized as an outward expression of the trust I have in God and my commitment to my wholehearted desire for a relationship with him. Michelle, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, Michelle, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, and raised to new life in him. This is Dan Clappison, and he's going to share his testimony. Good morning. Getting this to this day has been a long road for me. I've always felt like I was a Christian, living a good life and feeling like I was a good person. I felt like living this way would earn me my salvation. But I've also lived a selfish life, looking to avoid the things that cause me anxiety. My anxieties primarily center on work. I feel like I'm trapped. I have to work to provide for my family. The feeling of being trapped turned into feelings of resentment toward my family and others that I perceived to be living stress-free lives. This in turn caused me to feel guilt. 
I was in a downward spiral. I, I, I dealt with this by telling myself to suck it up and muscle through the hard times. I was in control of my life, but really I was not. Through all of this, God has been slowly chipping away at my selfish pride. A series of events led me and my family to Calvary, where I instantly felt uplifted, but not saved. Remember, I was in control of my life. For three years, I sat here and watched others getting baptized, always feeling like I should get baptized, wondering what I would say, but all the while knowing that I was not the Christian God was calling me to be. After many years of personal struggle, in January, while doing a Bible study with Tom, I was saved. I now know that my salvation does not come through my works. Salvation comes from being saved through faith. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I now view the path that I am walking differently, and I am excited for what God has in store for me. But most importantly, I can stand here and say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Dan, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, in your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in his death, raised in your life in him. This is Keegan Maber, and he is going to share a testimony. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> my name is Keegan Maber, and this is my testimony. I grew up in a Christian family and in church. My mom worked for a church in Davidson, Michigan, that my family went to for a long time when I was younger. So I was always in church. I grew up knowing Christ and have almost always wanted to grow closer to him in all that I said and did. I really have never strayed far outside of my faith in church. There have been times when I have gone astray, but never for an extended amount of time. When I got into high school is when I started to get, a more to get more serious in my faith. Like I said, I've always wanted to grow closer to Christ, but at this time I really wanted to pursue a deeper, a deeper relationship with Christ. The high school ministry helped me take a good long look at what uh, the main thing in my life was, and that I needed for my faith to be stronger than just an I believe in Jesus relationship. I need to be going after him more. Last summer, I went on a mission trip with the high school ministry in Chicago. It was such an amazing trip, and I learned so much. The best night of the entire trip, or actually the best night of my entire life, was when we all got in a circle and started praying for family members and friends that need a relationship with Christ. Aaron Bolduc had said that if you wanted to accept Christ for yourself that night, you could do so. Everyone was going around the circle, and I was thinking to myself who I could pray for. I had a few family members in mind, but it got to my turn, and the weirdest, most amazing thing happened. I started praying for myself, and that night I recommitted my life to Christ. I hadn't meant to, but the Holy Spirit must have come over me and changed the words as they came out of my mouth, because it was weird and awesome all at the same time. From then on, I was determined to live my life for Christ in all places and circumstances. It hasn't been easy with all the struggles me and my family have had over the past year, but I know that the Lord is with me in all things and that he is in control. I had the urge to get baptized when Pastor Aaron preached a message on baptism this winter. I've always put it off because I struggle with anxiety, but Aaron's sermon really struck me hard. So today I'm able to stand before you all and say that I'm a child of God. Even though I don't always follow him the way I should, or I disobey and turn away at times, he is always there for me with arms open wide, waiting for me and calling to me. My favorite Bible verse that I want to share with you is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not a gift of yourself. This is a gift from God, so that no man may boast. Thank you. Keegan, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, your brother, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. Great job, man.
If you didn't guess, this is mom. <laughs> this is Kim Habert. Kim. Hi. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I did not give my life to Jesus until I was, until I was nearly um, in my early 20s. During my high school and college years, I lived my life according to the world's standards. It's amazing to me that in all of the terrible choices and sin in my life during those years, that God was protecting me, loving me, and pursuing my heart. I cannot tell you the day I accepted Jesus because it was over a few years of baby steps that brought me completely to faith. There was not a person or a place. It was simply Jesus chipping away at the old me and asking me and making me into a new creation who yearned to serve him with all of my life, all of my actions, and all of my heart. My husband and I made a leap of faith nearly seven years ago and moved from the east side of the state here to the west side. We felt God was calling us, and he had a special plan for our lives here in Grand Rapids, which was especially difficult for me because my sister, who was my best friend, lived on the same street with me, and our kids were best friends, and I lived by my parents as well. This was the first step of obedience that we had taken. In this leap of faith, we ended up here at Calvary Church, which was definitely part of God's blessings over our lives. A few years later, we were feeling like Grand Rapids was home and where God wanted us to be, but we still felt there was something that God wanted us to do, something big for him. At this point, God clearly called us to do foster care. In June of 2012, God made his plan very clear, and we began to foster a very sick, medically fragile baby boy who was born at 24 weeks and was in the NICU. This call changed our lives forever. From that moment on, I knew that my life was not my own, that it belonged to Jesus in every way. We felt to, called to do foster care because we could love children the way that Jesus loved them, children that were in need. And in the end, the blessings that God has showered on us have been more than we could ever ask or imagine. This very sick baby is now my delightful little boy who is four years old, Cooper. A verse I often read when I'm caring for my son, Cooper, and for our new eight-month-old foster baby that is also medically fragile is this. James 1, 1 and 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. My story doesn't end here because this is just the beginning of what God is calling me to do, to be radical for him, and give him glory over and over again until he returns for me. God has given me a deep and yearning desire to live a radical life that points to him and gives him all of the glory. He's been whispering to me for a few years that I should be baptized, and out of fear I ignored him. But in United, when Aaron gave his sermon, I decided that today is the day. I'm here today to proclaim to all of you that Jesus is the Lord of my life. He's my source of joy. He's my contentment. He's my peace. He's my king. And I am blessed to be a daughter to the king. Kim, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus and him alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. <laughs> This is Courtney Armbrester, and she's going to share her testimony. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were intentional about teaching me about Jesus and applying my faith to daily life. When I got into high school, I began to serve in the children's ministry, attended youth group, and went on missions trips. I knew the shoulds and should nots of Christianity, and I abided by them because that is what I was supposed to do. I knew the truths about God, and I recognized him when he was working in the lives of people around me, but I never felt that I had experienced him myself. As I transitioned into college, I became apathetic in my faith. I knew enough to come off as a Christian, but my heart was struggling to believe the things I would say. I was simply going through the motions. This past December, I attended the missions conference Urbana. At this conference, a focus was on the concept that Christians can know God intellectually, but be spiritually dead. I realized that described me. 
I acknowledged God in my mind, but I had not surrendered my whole heart and made him Lord of my life. At that conference, I decided that I wanted God to be in control of everything because he deserves more than just a passing thought and empty actions. I'm ready to follow him wherever he leads me. A verse that has become meaningful to me at this stage in my life is Luke 10, 27. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Courtney, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus and him alone? Yes. Now, my sister, it is my privilege because of your testimony of faith to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Alex Colossi, and he is going to share his testimony. Hello. Um, so I'm going to share a story with you uh, about myself, but I just want you to know that it's truly God's story. Um, I grew up in a family which only attended Catholic Church on Christmas and Easter. During these times and throughout my childhood, I never really learned anything about God. I just thought he was some person that lived in the sky. I never really learned about him. God was never really important to me. My parents divorced when I was two or three. And even that, at that young age, I was devastated. I was never popular in school and was picked on and made fun of a lot. So from a young age, I strived to fit in and I became a people pleaser. I was introduced to drugs and alcohol my junior year of high school. I felt they gave my life a sense of meaning and belonging that I was longing for. I met Marley then and she became my girlfriend. Three years later, I started becoming very depressed and angry. And the only time that I felt happy was when I was holding on to my best friend Jack Daniels and using my drug of choice. I hit a low point in my depression. I didn't feel as if I fit in. It seemed as if I was the cause of all of my parents' arguments, and I kept hurting the ones who I love. I daily thought I would be better off dead and tried drinking myself to, to death, hoping that not to wake up. But I always woke up. I ended up in a psychiatric hospital where I spent the longest five days of my life anger raged inside of me during this time. I was very okay. I was very happy um, to be released. Um, I was able to stay away from drugs and alcohol for a little while, and I moved in with Marley and her mother. But my depression never really left me. I just got better at hiding it, and I started drinking again, but wasn't good at hiding that. Marley had finally had enough of my drinking and my drug use and called my mom to come pick me up so she wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. I had been able to survive everything else to that point, but I couldn't accept or live with the rejection from the one person I cared most about and loved more than anything in the world. I finally couldn't escape reality, and I hit my lowest point. The next day, I had planned to be my last day on earth. I didn't know how, but I planned on not waking up the following day. Little to my knowledge, my lowest day was going to turn into the best day of my life. My mom, who had actually always been on my side, called me and told me that she had some people she wanted me to meet that afternoon. I was angry because I just wanted to die. I didn't want to meet with some people that I didn't even know. I ended up meeting Jim and Tammy Stortz at Burger King that afternoon. Jim and I sat at a nasty, sticky table <laughs> where he explained the gospel slash good news to me and showed me what I had been missing out on. He explained to me his story and what God had done for him and his wife. Jim read to me Romans 10:9, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Since that day in July, God changed my life dramatically. I can focus on God's truth and his goodness and tune out all of the evil sin. God has restored my family relationship. He changed me from a man who had a one-way ticket to hell to a Christian man who is able to worship him every day and help bring others to Christ. Alex, Alex, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. 
Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus Christ alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to your life in him. This is Marley. Marley Oder's going to share. My parents divorced when I was in the third grade. I remember receiving the news and being devastated. From that point on, I never wanted anyone to feel the same pain that I felt that day. I was the friend who was always there for everyone, no matter what they needed or what time of day. I was the advice giver and shoulder to cry on. I was the rock. I was constantly being told thank you for being there for them and that I always have all the answers. What would they do without me? In time, I began to feed off these comments. Some people strive for health, wealth, or material things. I strive for being told that I am needed and wanted. During my freshman year of high school, I met my fiance. Our relationship has been through many ups and downs. About five years ago, Alex fell into a deep depression, guided by drugs and alcohol. And I was always right next to him to try and fix him with my special powers. But I came to find out that I wasn't able to fix this problem. I was in way over my head. All throughout his depression, I never gave up despite many what but despite many, what many have told me. I stuck, I stuck by his side for those th difficult three years. This past July, I finally had enough with the drinking, drugs, and anger, so I asked him to leave. Twelve hours after I asked Alex to leave, he ended up having the gospel explained to him and professing his faith. He explained to me what had happened and how felt, he felt like weights and chains have been lifted off his shoulders. That's what I wanted. I wanted all of my years of taking people's problems on as my own lifted off my shoulders. Two weeks after Alex was explained the gospel, it was my turn. I was read Romans 10:9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Since that day, I have confessed with my mouth over and over again that Jesus is Lord. It is not easy going from always being in control, knowing what is going on and when things are going to happen. Since professing my faith and accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I realized that I still had one foot in and one foot out. I still wanted to be in control and was still pulled by the devil. About a month ago, I realized what I was doing and knew that I wanted to be all in. I wanted all of my weights and chains fully taken off, not just relieved for them. So I went in and got down on my knees and prayed to God, asked him to take all of my controlling issues away and began to change my life. Since that day, I have felt such relief and know that God is always in control. He will act as his will out in me as he has done for others, and I will accept anything he gives me. Molly, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus Christ alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Ginny Hoffman, and she is going to share her testimony. Hi, family. <laughs> Growing up, I was introduced to Calvary Church by, uh, at age four by my parents, who were new Christians at that time. I accepted Christ at the age of 16, and my husband and I have raised four of our daughters here. You may ask, why did you wait so long to be baptized? <laughs> Well, I was really waiting for a Jordan River baptism, but that hasn't happened. So here I am today. I was convicted at a Bible study with Ardo Draper recently that there was no better time than now. I can testify at my age that God is faithful. He's never abandoned me or failed me in any way. A verse that says it for me is Jeremiah 29:11. 
I know the plans I have for you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It's so exciting to be uh, part of this growing congregation. My plan is to continue to serve the Lord in whatever capacity he gives me until I'm no longer able to serve him. Jenny, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus Christ alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. Isn't that incredible? That is the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news that changes hearts, changes minds, and transforms life. Now would you all stand and we can worship and sing to this God together.